Oh, what a beautiful night it is, and what a beautiful reason we've gathered, and we're so glad that you are here to be a part of this. Are you glad you came tonight? Uh, we've come. We've come to honor Jesus, that little baby born to a nondescript family in the middle of nowhere whose life changed the world. And I hope he's changed your life, too. So we're going to worship him today. This is a birthday party. And so birthday parties are meant to be fun and festive, right? And this is not a performance. You didn't come here to watch a bunch of people do stuff. But we're here to help you sing these great Christmas carols. What do you think about that? All right. So enjoy. Yeah. So just enjoy doing that with us. And uh, we'll do our best to lead you in a way that helps you to participate, and uh, I just think Christmas is such a great time for us to join together in worshiping Jesus. So I'm going to say a quick prayer, and we're just going to do a couple of carols to kind of start us off. You ready for that? All right. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the privilege of gathering here in Cave Creek on, a, on an evening when it's just so beautiful. A lot of the world can't be out of doors, but we can, and we can celebrate Christmas just like those angels and shepherds did that night when Jesus was born outside of Bethlehem. I pray that just like they came seeking after Jesus, that we would find Jesus too. And that as they left that place, going and telling everyone the good news that they had seen when they came to see the baby born to that young couple there, in that cave or in that manger outside of Bethlehem, that we would go out from here enthusiastic and joyful as we face another year filled with uncertainties, but with the certainty that Jesus, who was born in Bethlehem, can be born in our hearts as we respond to him in faith. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Heaven. And nature, sing. Stand as we sing. Glory to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his love
All right. Good job, everybody. Great job. All right. Well, let's try another one. We're just sitting around the campfire tonight, and old Paul kind of pulls out his harmonica and starts to play this little tune, and we decide we'll join in. Thanks for standing up for singing those songs. 
we thought we'd uh, stay with the cowboy theme a little bit and just sort of imagine we're sitting out on the range after a hard day in the saddle, and we kind of had to take be out there in the uh, in the saddle with the you know over Christmas vacation. So here we go. We spend Christmas Day driving the cattle on the snow-covered plains. All of the good gifts given today, ours is the sky and the wide open rain. They have different ways Football and eggnog And Christmas parades But I'll take the saddle I'll take the reins Christmas for cowboys And wide open plays Stop for the night The stars overhead Are the Christmas tree lights The wind sings a hymn As we bow down to pray Christmas for cowboys And the wide open plain We spend Christmas Day driving the cattle on the snow-covered plains. So many gifts have been opened today. Ours is the sky and the wide open ridges. It's Christmas for cowboys and wide open all right well let's begin to remind ourselves of that a great christmas story as sheila comes to read Would you please stand for the reading of God's Holy Word? The reading tonight is taken from Isaiah 9, verse 2 and then 6 and 7. 
The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has a light shone. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over the kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice, with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the seal of the Lord of hosts will do this. All right, go ahead and be seated while we continue our worship. Come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, thou day spring, come and cheer. Our spirits by thine advent here Disperse the gloomy clouds of night And death's dark shadows put to flight Rejoice, rejoice Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, desire of nations mine, all peoples in one heart and Thou our sad division cease, and be thyself our King of peace. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. 
Chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph from the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at that saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, 
for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This is 
Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the the Son of Mary. cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the bed, the son of Mary. stand in reverence to the Word of God. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also, excuse me, and Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. Mary, did you know that 
that your baby boy would someday walk on water. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the sea with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you've kissed your little baby, then you've kissed the face of God. Mary, did you know? The deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will lead, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? This sleeping child you're holding is a great the baby is Lord of all. Lift our winging, angels singing, Noel's ringing, tidings bringing. Christ the baby is Lord of all. Lullaby. Lullaby. 
of a gospel true thus rejoicing free from sorrow praise his voice and greet the morrow Christ the babe was born for you shepherds, Luke 2, 8 through 14. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, why don't you stay standing and join the angelic chorus in singing some good old bluegrass tunes, Angels We Have Heard Tonight. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Glory 
Yonder shines the infant cloud. 
worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Ages leave your contemplations, brighter visions beam afar. Seek the great desire of nations. You have seen his natal star. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. All creation join in praising God the Father, Spirit, Son, evermore our voices raising to the eternal three in one. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Oh, come and worship, come and worship. Worship Christ, the newborn King. And now Jimmy will read for us, but my goodness, before you do, Jimmy... You guys are singing so, I gotta break it up. You guys are singing so great. Thanks so much. We love hearing you sing, so thank you for doing that. Thank you. Please stand for reading of God's Word. Shepherds visit Jesus. This is from Luke 2 20. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing. That has happened, the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. You may be seated. stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and The soul felt its worth. The thrill of all 
Jesus Christ is born once more now. Gold telling on the mountain, on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Gold telling on the mountain, on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. That Jesus Christ is born. That Jesus Christ is so much for singing these great songs. And then, just before our final meditation, Janice is going to come and read for us one more scripture. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel of John 1 through 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the, he was in the beginning with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. You may be seated. Lord Jesus Christ, as we close out this time of remembering your birth, we ask that you would teach us a few helpful principles from your word so that our remembering of this story is not merely the recitation of facts we hold and a story we love, but that we can think a little bit about what that coming means, what that birth means for us, what it meant at that time and what it means for us today. So I pray that in these few moments we have as we close this beautiful Christmas Eve gathering together, that you would be our teacher, that we would open our hearts to your word, and that you'd help me to share simply and clearly what you want us to learn tonight. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this story about Jesus is just a beautiful story, and many of you, if not all of you, or most of you, have never not known that story. You know, the angels and the shepherds, and we didn't talk about the wise men, we didn't talk about the appearance to Joseph, some of the other things that went on, but it's a very familiar story. But what does this story mean? What is it all about? Our church family for the last several weeks has been just really delving into this first chapter of John, this little book where John doesn't tell us about the, the events of the story of Jesus' birth, but rather what they mean. And John answers two questions that I think would be good for us to think about as we close out our time and as we celebrate Jesus' birth. And the two questions are, who was the baby? Who really was that baby? And why did that baby come? Why was that baby born? First of all, who was the baby called Jesus? Well, John tells us very clearly two things about that baby. It's 
maybe encrypted, and we don't have the time to really look at it deeply in here, but you can see in this first chapter, in the words which Janice read for you, that very clearly John believes and Christians believe that that baby was no ordinary baby, that that baby was, number one, fully divine. It says about the baby that he is the word of God, that he was with God, and he was in the beginning with God, and that he was God, and that the word became flesh. This idea of the word of God is letting us see that the very word of God which said, let there be light at the beginning when God spoke creation to existence. That very expression of God found its ultimate expression, not merely with a word, but with a person. And that person was that baby named Jesus because it says, and the word became flesh and and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. He's teaching us, these monotheistic Jewish people who were always taught that, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, the Shema, which is spoken even today from Deuteronomy chapter 6, that somehow in a way they had never expected that this God, which had created and spoken the world into existence, this God was tri-personal. He was, he was more than one within that one. There was a unity and yet a, a relationship between them and that there was a relationship of love that existed between the Godhead, God the Father, loving God the Son, and loving God the Holy Spirit. And this infinite God had always existed in a relationship of love right from the very beginning. And that relationship of love resulted, first of all, in the birth of this world. When God said, let there be light, and there was light, and there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God saw that all that he had made, and he said, it is very good. But that that word of God, which gave to humanity a relationship with God to love, that humanity had turned their back on God and created a distance between themselves and God. And so that that God, ultimately in the person of Jesus, came down to live in the world that he had created. And so he clothed himself in human flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is Jesus? These early Christians believed, and Christians all throughout the centuries have believed, that Jesus was fully divine and also fully human. In the, in the words of the ancient creed, very God and very man, or often as we have said it, just as much God as if he had never been man, and just as, if, just as much man as if he had never been God, fully divine, a mystery of relationship that God had clothed himself in human flesh. Jesus is fully divine and fully human. There are a lot of people today that want the teaching and the ethics and the morals of Jesus, the good message of Jesus of love and compassion, without identifying that this same Jesus claimed to be God in the flesh. This same Jesus has been worshipped all along as being both fully human and fully divine. Well, there's more to all that story, but you need to understand that the baby born that day was none other than God living in human skin. You want to know what God is like? God is like Jesus. Jesus is the one, as it says in the end of that verse, no one has ever seen God, the only God, who's at the Father's side. He has made him known. 
We know what God is like because of Jesus. Who is Jesus? Fully divine. Word of the Father, as the hark did in Herald Angel songs. Word of the Father, now in... Oh, that's, oh, come let us adore him. Excuse me. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Oh, come, let us adore him. You sang it earlier. That's what you were saying. He was the word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. That's who Jesus was. That's why we worship him today. You want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus. Because why did Jesus come? The second question, who was Jesus the baby? He was fully divine and fully human. Why was Jesus here? Two things this text teaches us, and I've already alluded to one of them, teaches us, first of all, that he came to reveal God to us. He became to let us know what God is like. It says there, no one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Yes, God, we know what God is like because of the kind of person that Jesus was. So when Jesus came in humility, we know that God is a humble God. When Jesus came as a servant, we know that God serves people. When Jesus welcomed the outcast, we know that God welcomes the outcast. When Jesus resists those who are proud and full of themselves, we know that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. When Jesus came, he hung around places like the buffalo chip, if you can imagine that. That's what he was like. And he got in trouble from the religious people. Look at this man. He hangs around with sinners, they said. And Jesus said, yeah, I wear that like a badge of honor. In fact, he said, let me tell you a couple stories. There was a woman who lost her coin, and she was so fearful, and she looked everywhere. And when she found it, she said, come, let's have a party. My coin has been found. There was a shepherd who lost his sheep, one of his sheep, and he left the 99 safe to go find the one who was lost. And when he found that lost sheep, he came back and said, let's have a party. Let's celebrate because a sheep which I have lost has been found. And he said, and in heaven, God rejoices over one sinner who repents. And he said, look, there's one story, more story, he says. There's a man who had two sons. One was the good son who did everything right. The other was the bad son who said, Dad, give me my share of the estate. And he brought shame, terrible shame on the family as he squandered, went far off from Dad. Jesus told this story. When those religious people were uh, accusing him of hanging around with the wrong types, he says, this guy went off and he squandered. He squandered the family name. And while he's sitting there thinking, I would rather eat what the pigs are eating, he thought, I know what I'll do. I'll go back to my dad. And I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Take me as one of your hired servants. He thought, I no longer have the right to be my father's son, but maybe he'll accept me as his servant. And so he wanders back towards his father. And the Bible says, Luke 15, if you want to look it up, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. And ran to him and embraced him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And he interrupted him and said, wait, let's have a party. My son is here. Give him some shoes. Put a coat on him. Get a ring. Put a ring on his finger. That's the credit card, by the way. The ring on his finger. Let's have a great big party because my son who was lost is found. And a big party happens there at the Buffalo Chip where he worked, I'm sure. In fact, he might have been the guy who owned the buffalo chip. We'll see about that. 
<laughs> but meanwhile, dad had this one good son, the one who'd never squandered the family possessions, never, never shamed the family name. And he heard about the party going on at the chip. And he called one of his servants and said, what's going on at the chip? And the, son, the servant says, well, your brother came back. Your little brother came back. And dad's having a party. He's killed a fatted cat. And it says the older brother refused to go in. So now, not only has the younger brother gone away, but now the older brother, the good brother, says, I'm not going in there. My, dad, my brother has shamed the family name. So dad has to go out and plead with his son. Come on. And then son says, this son of yours uh, who squandered his, his possessions on wine and women has come back, and you're throwing a party for him. You never even killed a goat for me, he says. I've been slaving for you all these years. He was the son, but he felt like a slave. The father says to them, this brother of yours was lost and is found. So we had to celebrate. And the story ends with a question mark. We don't know if the, father, the brother came in or not. This was the good brother. And he was unwilling to think of himself as a son, just being loved by his father, not for what he did, but for just who he was. Jesus came to reveal that kind of God to him, the kind of God who welcomed the outcast and the kind of God who required everyone to bow to him. Jesus came to reveal God, but he also came to reveal grace. It says four times in this text, we beheld the glory of the Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the Lord has, the, the one who is at the Father's side, he has made him know Jesus came to reveal God, but also to reveal grace. It was a costly grace because this baby that came to live among us came also to give his life for us to lay down his life, to bring back his lost sheep to himself. Because in the Bible story, it wasn't just a, 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 a calf that got slaughtered to welcome the brother home. It was Jesus himself who was called the Lamb of God, who gave his life to bring rescue to his lost, lost humanity. Some of them were like the brother feeding the pigs at the bar out of his wits. They needed the sacrifice to receive God's grace. And some of them were like the good brother who always did the right stuff but never had the right attitude. And he didn't receive God's grace as well. So who was Jesus? Jesus was fully divine. Jesus was fully human. He was the God-man. Why did he come? He came to reveal to us the nature of God, loving, accepting, welcoming nature of God, the self-giving nature of God, and then ultimately to reveal the grace of God. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one, the Lamb, who gave his life so that we could respond in faith to him. So this, I didn't have her read this part of the text but it has some ominous words in it. It says in the 11th and 12th verses of that text, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as who received him, to them who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children 
of God. As we respond in faith to Jesus, we are welcomed into the family. That's why we celebrate this baby, this baby who was born on that silent night. If you've never responded to him, what a beautiful way to celebrate Christmas than to say to Jesus, Lord Jesus, I've been feeding at the pig trough too long. I want to come home. Or Lord Jesus, I've been slaving as if I'm trying to earn your favor by my good deeds. I want to come home. And when we come home, what a great party there is. God bless you. Thanks for coming for this Christmas Eve gathering. We're going to close by singing a little song, Silent Night, and having the lighting of the candles as we close our time together. Let me say a quick prayer before we do. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you value us so much that you came to live among us. Thank you that you came to show us what God was like. Thank you that you showed us how to receive your grace. Help us to receive it today. Thank you for this beautiful night, for this beautiful gathering, for this wonderful story, and for what it really means. Thank you that you are the Son of God, and you are love's pure light. We worship you today. We thank you for the opportunity of being a part of this gathering. In Jesus' name, amen. One of our traditions here has been to light candles, and we've got a large group, but we've got some candlelighter helpers. If you'll light there, and we'll get started. Oops, that's okay. We've got plan B. <clears throat>
light, radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy And all the people said, Amen. With the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus came to bring grace. And it was just dawning that day. Now we have grace upon grace. Be people of God's grace. Go in peace and may the God of peace and his grace and mercy go with you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for coming. Have a merry, merry Christmas.